Hello and welcome to this one time at summer camp, the podcast all about summer camp. Today I'm joined by a slightly different co-host to usual. We've got Dante. What's up, Pete? Good to be here. Oh, always good to see you. And we're also joined by an extra special guest today. We've got Joe in the building. Uh, hello. It's not quite the building, but same Zoom call. We've got Joe in the frame. In frame and his laundry, yeah. I'm the exact same though, Joe. It's just out of frame, to be honest with you. Yeah, I thought I could dump it on my bed, but then I just went, no. I uh, I recently bought a surfboard and it's just lying on the floor of my bedroom, which is a major inconvenience, but I don't have anywhere else to put it. I also have my surfboard just out of frame, so there you go. Mm. I've got a giant telescope just outside of frame that (laughs) I keep having to step over. We all have hobbies. Are you taking this telescope to camp? Joe, I it, there's no way it's bigger than my suitcase. Right, right, right. Uh, all right. On the topic of camp, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. I figured you know. <laughs> Joe, yeah. tell us about camp. Uh, what have you done? How long have you done it? So I went to camp Moose Pine from 2017, 18, 19, and then it was COVID for two years. And then I came back in 2022 as what I thought was going to be my victory lap. And then I just wound up signing up for 2023 as well. So now I'm going to go do it again. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously I met Pete back in 2017. Did you work in 2018? 2018 was my victory lap. So I went back for two, three weeks uh, right at the end of summer. Yeah, oh, I remember. I actually remember sitting out on the porch with you during Zombies. Like, uh, because we were on that night. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, everything was pitch black and you could just hear people screaming around camp. But, um, the good kind of screams. Not oh, the, yeah, uh, the fun. Yeah. Not the we need to call someone kind of screams. Yeah, fake zombies, not real ones. Yeah. Zombies <laughs> is always such a good time at camp, though. It's like one of the best programs, I feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember it was in 2018, because in in my first summer, I didn't get to do it. It got rained out. So then the following year, they always get the return accounts as to be the zombies. But I showed up to the prog because I wanted to be a survivor. Because I was like, I didn't get to. And they told me no. So then I just sat there and didn't participate. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, that's rough. Ah, never got to be the survivor, but no matter. So, I came on the podcast to talk about drama, the activity I used to run. Drama? Yeah. Uh, Actually, sorry. No, I was just going to say, how how many years did you do drama? Did you do it every summer? I did it in my first three summers fairly consistently. Uh, In my third summer, I did... A bit of riflery and environmental, because I also have a geology degree, so I kind of like rocks. Uh, and riflery, it's just out of the way, you know? None of the ever, like, none of the admin ever get down there. You can just do whatever <laughs> you want. Like, it's too hot. It's like its own world. Same with so, environmental in that case, because you just go on, like, a little nature walk. Just make, make some s'mores, light a fire. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. When you say riflery, do you guys actually have guns and, like, shoot things? 
not like gunpowder boom boom guns, but they have like rifling or whatever it is. There like bolt go. action or whatever. So they're um like cap guns, right? So you pull the barrel down, insert a little cap, flick it up, and then got like a bunch of different targets and stuff out there. It's quite it's quite a cool setup they've got, I reckon. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I broke it in 2019. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I broke riflery because obviously like all the targets and stuff are set up on frames. But over the years of just being shot repeatedly, as well as being out in the weather, it was just all rotted away. So I was picking up the actual like metal targets to put them in the shed, and I knock over the frame, and it just disintegrates. And I just, like an admin was going by, so I just said, radio maintenance, and then I ran off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've uh, uh, definitely talked all... about those maintenance men on this podcast as well. They can be kind mm. of scary and intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember being told that um, uh, the... I mean, he's not there anymore, but the former uh, maintenance director, because he used to be, what, a Navy SEAL or something, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would believe anything at this point. We've, we've heard lots of stories about this guy. You could tell me you killed. He he was the one who killed Bin Laden. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I would believe that. <laughs> Zero dark thirty. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's just. And then the past summer, I did. There was a new high ropes course added. Uh, so I got tower zipline high ropes certified. However, out of all of like the rope staff, I was the only one not afraid of heights. So I just did high ropes for the whole summer. <laughs> I'd be bouncing around on there. It was perfect. But yeah, I guess, because I, like I said, drama Joe, we'll get into it. Because when I originally signed up for camp, it wasn't something I ever really thought of doing. I wasn't, I mean, I was fresh out of high school pretty much. I didn't know what I was getting into. So I remember going to the hiring fair, Camp America, they put on these great big hiring fairs, right? So yeah. I showed up to whatever the center was, and we get a great big booklet. And within that booklet, it's got all the names of all of the camps and all the activities they offer. So I was looking through, and out of the hundreds, I was like, okay, I'm going to go and look at five camps. And if I don't like them, I'm just going to forget about the whole thing. And I was looking through, and I saw, like, oh, things offer science. I can do science. Oh, they offer drama. I got a D in A-level drama. And then I was like, <laughs> hey... Didn't tell them that during the interview. And I remember noting down Camp Moose Pine because I thought, wow, Moose Pine, that's a beautiful name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when I get into the hiring fair, uh, it was on like a sort of circuit, so you'd follow it around in circles. And there was a camp I wanted to talk to originally before Camp Moose Pine. And I got there and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we've just hired our last one. So I was like, oh, okay. So I move on to Camp Moose Pine. And I remember getting in line, and there's these two tall, strapping lads either side of me. And we're chit-chatting, and they're, they're saying, like, oh, what do you want to go and do? And I was like, oh, you know. And they're like, oh, we're going to go teach the kids how to play, like, football and rugby and stuff. What about you? And I just said, oh, I'm going to go and do drama. And at that point, <laughs> Pete comes over with Ross and Chucks. They had overheard me. And they said, oh, you want to do drama? Uh, you can do drama. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, 
I think we're still looking for like a male counselor or like somebody that can do drama. And just as we look over, our camp director, she's putting up a sign that says just like drama only, something like that. And they said, I guess it's your lucky day. So while she continued to interview some other people, they took me aside and they asked me some questions. I don't remember all of them, but one of them, it was like, oh, you know, camp runs for 10 weeks. Uh, so it could be your 10th week, but it'll be the kid's first week. Do you think you can like remain energetic and everything? And I just said, hey, if I'm doing drama, I can pretend to be. And it made them <laughs> chuckle. And they said, yeah, we'll put you down in front of... Oh, I like say that. That's <laughs> it's yeah, it's whatever. I can always bleep it if I yeah. change my mind. But yeah. And then anyway, so I'll go and sit down. Claudia was there as well. They asked me the exact same questions. I cracked the exact same joke. And uh they gave me the contract. That's and sick. That's how I originally got to camp. You know, as you're telling that story, I am pretty sure there is a photo of like me and you somewhere at that recruitment fair shaking hands like you've just signed for a football team or something really yeah I'm, i'll see if i can find it oh because i don't think i've seen it well something that i really like about this story is that i never knew you did the recruitment fairs pete like i didn't realize you were one of the people who were recruiting other counselors that's pretty cool yeah man pete and i did one together you did one together yeah yeah it must have been Oh yeah, it's um. Or like there was like an overlap or something. You were there, and then I got there, and you left or something like that. Because did it in like a shift or whatever. Yeah, because it ended up being that like quite a few people would, you know, alumni would want to go and help hire. Um, so yeah, that was a really cool experience that I guess you, you know, would have missed out on because they don't really do the in-person no. recruitment fairs in Australia. Yeah, they start out in Scotland then London, then sometimes in Europe, but then they usually just scoop up the rest from, like, online, those portals you got to fill out. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, because it's not a thing down here in Oz, like, we've never done that, so it's kind of interesting to find out that, like, not only do the camp directors go and do it, but you guys also participate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And there's yeah. usually, like, a, like, 140 camps that go and do it. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, it's I guess when you think in the context of all of the summer camps in the US, like that's not that many. But when you're there and you're, as Joe says, like looking down that list of camps trying to figure out where you want to go, you've got so many options. It's um, it's daunting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I hadn't done any research into any of it. Yeah, when I got hired, I remember Googling it because people are like, well, where is it? And it was just in the middle of nowhere. Like, I didn't know that part of America existed, you know? Yeah. So then I remember flying out into DC and then we got picked up and I thought, wow, this is really cool because we're going past like the White House to the Washington Monument mm. and you just keep driving, driving and driving. So we would have got to Camp Moose Pine at about 2am, they took us to the environmental room, and they took all of our luggage to heat it for bed bugs. And then they just say, okay, go to your cabins. And again, it's in the middle of a forest, pitch black at night. I didn't know my way around. And I remember getting this tiny little thin blanket, this tiny little pillow, 
getting into that cabin and going, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we do the training week, cert weeks, and it's all cool. And yeah, you suddenly get the spirit. I mean, I'd say on the hiring fairs as well, because some, some of the booths have like all of these huge like banners and everything, tons of pictures, whereas ours didn't really. It was just a sort of desk. Yeah, uh, and then some camps they're doing their cheers, and when they recruit somebody, they do like a huge celebration. Whereas mine was a sort of contract walk out the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was strictly business. Yeah, or did we go to Wagamama's after something like that? We did. Yeah, yeah. we or as I like to try and tell Americans, it's called Wagamama's. Wagamama. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember doing that. That was cool. So, I um I have a question. Um, at at my camp, it runs for eight weeks and it's broken into two separate sessions. Given that your camp is like you know ten weeks or whatever, um, and it's you know campers come for a week at a time. How does drama run as a program? Because are you putting on a production within that week, or are they just doing <laughs> different games and exercises? Well, I mean, that's thank you for getting me back on topic because I go on tangents. Uh, I mean, yeah, so it was just a regular land activity, right? Yeah. But we also had to share a room with dance and martial arts. So there are six activity sessions in the day, three in the morning, three in the afternoon, younger kids, older kids, you know, divided. So drama would only run session two and session five every day so for the rest of that i was just sent wherever else on camp uh wherever there were a lot of kids uh, <laughs> uh and i don't i want to be careful of what i would say because i don't know who listens to this but i was sent to the zip line a lot you know mm. and i would say my own personal hell is harnessing kids uh, when you get 30 kids come up to you, eight-year-olds saying, like, I don't know how to do it. Can you help me? It's I'm I'm helping somebody else. Yeah, but I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've uh, working in Australia, I've had to help so many kids with their harnesses. And particularly, like, I'm sure you had the same thing where they're only there for a week, where we only had them for three days. Mm. Like, it is just quicker for me to quickly tighten it for you than to teach you the ins and outs of yeah. how to pull a buckle yeah no, i don't know i don't know how i would go with that i feel like eventually you just kind of be looking at a kid at a harness and be like eh, good enough good enough <laughs> even though it's like safety pretty much when i was running the high ropes this summer i had a team camp cabin that just kept nearly killing themselves because <laughs> they just kept like messing with their harnesses and stuff while they're up there or just doing it completely wrong i'm saying do exactly what i do and make sure i check it afterwards and they just wouldn't every time so i just said no more high ropes you cannot go on the high ropes anymore <laughs> so then yeah whenever they were there they could go on the zip line because it was like run side by side but they couldn't mm. go on the high ropes and that was just embarrassing for them because it was in cohorts this summer because of covid so right. it was two cabins at a time. And yeah, I just had to ban 20 kids, teenagers, right? <laughs> Speaking of, I don't think we've had anybody on the podcast who worked during COVID. What was it like to be at camp while COVID was going on? Well, 
I... So 2021, I wasn't there when it was, like, full-blown. And I heard that was just, like, crazy. So 2022, it was very different in the way we ran things, uh, especially with timing. Like I said before, it used to be free roam, so kids could go wherever they wanted. Sure. But this summer, uh, they had, like, a whole schedule they had to follow, and they had to stay with their cabins. And that had benefits and drawbacks. One benefit is, like, they really made amazing friends in the cabin. The drawback is, like, say they had a friend at camp in another cabin, they just wouldn't see them. Yeah. Uh, And boys' cabins were matched, like, they would be paired with a girl's cabin. Right. So then, (laughs) and I was with teenage boys this whole summer. Yeah. So, naturally, I just had to teach them how to talk to women respectfully and treat them like people uh getting that camp riz oh that's exactly <laughs> it was all w riz man w riz all summer i can just imagine yeah yeah so i guess get back to drama i've gone too many tangents i don't know i think it's probably no good. to be fair i i totally set you up to ask the covid question i was just thinking seeing as we're talking about it um imagine what that summer must have been like for the Americans who didn't have any internationals at the camp that year. What it must have been like for the kids. Oh, man. Yeah. So I was told that the majority of the staff were junior counsellors. Uh, one of my one of my friends, uh, he was in teen camp in 2019. He was in the other cabin, but he was a camper. And now he's my co-worker. He told me that he'd been there for one week. And then another guy joins he got hired shows up to the cabin and they said oh this is your co-counselor you're gonna train him and my friend says i've only been here a week and they said <laughs> that's a week more than him fuck <laughs> yeah that's how desperate it got yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. so much experience lost like i'm oh. sure oh honestly like being because i am now the longest returning counsellor. The only people who have been there as long as me are the directors and the office. So, yeah, occasionally we'll get, like, a big name, like Jack Markowitz. He's somebody you could bring on here. He, um, yeah, he showed up for a week, uh, and that was phenomenal. And suddenly things just start going so much smoother when people... I don't know. I feel like there was discipline lost almost. But I guess drama. I do want to talk about it. Uh, in terms of, like, how it ran, like I said, it was only, like, twice a day. And originally, like, a lot of people told me later on in that first summer, I didn't even know drama was an activity at camp until you came and started doing it. Because before, it was very niche, right? Because kids would have, like, there's a level system. So they would go to the activities to get their levels, and drama was very easy because you would play games. So it wasn't like putting on a production or anything like that. It was just go and learn some stage directions, play some games, do some like improv scenes. And I think what separates drama from a lot of other activities is there's no purpose or aim or objective. There's not a tower to climb. There's not a target to hit. You know, there's not a ball to dodge. It is purely what the counsellor does with it. Yeah. Um, and that is how Drama Joe came about. Uh, the truest form of self-expression as a counsellor. 
Exactly. I'd say as well, in the past summer, uh, it was much more, like, the core values and everything were much more, like, rigorous, so it was a lot more community ideas, expressive ideas. So there was, in the evaluations, which before were generally just, like, timekeeping, this or that, this summer they had other things, like cultivating character and encouraging, like, community or whatever. And I'll tell you what, I got the top rating in those. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess, Dante, you're Australian, right? Sure am, yep. So, yeah, are you familiar with the works of Chris Lilly? Bloody oath, yeah. Exactly. Well, okay, so you know Summer Heights High, Mr. G? Absolutely, yeah. Classic character. Pretty much that entirely was my approach towards drama. Just that very, <laughs> like, that very camp, like, oh, hey, like, this is what we're doing. But also, there were... I'm just imagining you now, Joe, like, you know, with a uh, cat mask on in the center with all the kids sat around you. Yeah, exactly. Crawling around on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. And this was a thing, right? I would do these things called drama circles. (laughs) And (laughs) my biggest secret about it, right, was that it was a time waster, right? Right. Drama was in air conditioning. If I just wanted to, like, chill out, if I didn't want to do levels, I would just get it going for as long as I wanted, right? I could make it last half an hour. And I picked that up. It was my drama teacher, who, again, a very, like, Mr. G-type man. Yep. At the start of every lesson, he would do, like, a meditation circle for us. (laughs) And naturally, that would last, like, a minute or two. I was doing these for, like, half an hour. (laughs) So, it would start out with, like, this little spiel about, like, oh, you know, like, everything that goes on outside, you know, there's bad drama in the world and there's good drama. We leave that bad drama at the door. Everybody in here, we're friends. And now, the thing is, when I'd get these kids, you know, they'd show up on a Monday just trying to get some levels or something. But this is how I started building the community, because it was a very free forum, this drama circle. Because I would say, well, does anybody have any examples of bad drama? Like, what do you guys think some bad drama is? Oh, yeah, you're asking. What are we... Yeah, I'm asking. <laughs> so in terms of, are we speaking bad drama from an actual acting perspective? Or are we talking no. from... <laughs> oh, Interesting. Bad drama is when someone uh, takes my sweets in the cabin and they don't ask. Exactly. Taking sweets without asking is bad drama. Any other examples? Now now I'm picking up what you're throwing down. All right, so talk, <laughs> talking shit behind your friend's back. It didn't have to be like talking shit. It often was directed and I had some things thrown my way, but it was friendly banter, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay, essentially, it would just, I would just be like, okay, so bad drama, bullying, and I'd do, no bullying, at all, ever, under any circumstances, I'd be screaming that at the top of my lungs, there'd be like cabin one girls, like, nearly crying, but then by the end of the week, <laughs> they'd be screaming it too, you know? <laughs> and like I said, it would become like this sort of free forum where like, you know, if you had, like, teenage boys, you know, they'd be like, girls are bad drama. I'd be like, yeah, girls, oh, they have cooties. 
And a girl would go, <laughs> well, boys are bad drama. And I'd say, yeah, boys are icky and sweaty and gross. And it would just become like this thing. And like the same people would keep showing up to camp. So you just keep getting this back and forth, this bonding. I remember I was using a lot of sun in one summer, right? Uh, and it, it makes you go ginger, right? You were going to say something, Pete? Yeah, so, uh, well, I was just going to say, for those who didn't know, uh, sunning's like a product you put in your hair to like try and enhance the dying effect of the sun. Right. The the OG version of that, people would put uh, lemon juice in their hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then that would like help it go blonde. Yeah, the acid yeah. strips the colour. So I remember I'd been using sunning and I'd gone completely ginger. And I was asking, does anybody have examples of bad drama? And one of the teen camp girls just pipes up and she just goes, using too much sun in is bad drama. And I was like, I know, I've gone ginger. (laughs) Exactly. And it just became that. And then I'd get on to like, well, what is good drama, right? And I'd say good drama is getting together with your friends, being creative, making something. And that's what we're doing today. Uh... And yeah, it was a lot of positive vibes. Like there are a lot of kids who took this all very, very seriously. Like they really took it to heart. And I, I you know, at the same time, I'm whispering to some, I'm just wasting time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I would end it with the meditation. So I would get them to put their fingers on their heads and start tapping. I'd be like, so can anybody tell me what that is? Can anybody tell me what that is? And they'd just say like, we're tapping our heads. And I'd say, nah, nah, nah. That's all the bad drama still knocking about in your brain. That's the stuff you didn't leave at the door. So then, like, mm. I'd tell them, that now we're going to, like, push it down. We'd all be sat on the ground. I'd have them with their feet flat on the floor. I'd be like, you've got to have your feet flat on the floor. You've got to have them flat on the floor. So then I'd start, I'd tell them to, like, push it down, push it down, and, like, go down to, like, their shoulders, and I'd bring it down. I'd go past the stomach, and then I'd, like, like do a burp. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, you see, it's getting out. And you push it down, and you go to your knees. And it stops in the knees because it needs a place to rest. Right. And it was just one of those lines where like, all the kids were anticipating it and waiting for it. And like I'd push it down and it'd go through our legs and it'd go into our feet and it would sink into the floor, into the foundations. And I said, that's just maintenance's problem. And then <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, now we're grounded. And now we're just going to be silent for a minute and just like, let us decompress. Bearing in mind, it's already been like 20 minutes of like this back and forth. And, you know, it'd be like silent for a minute. I'd be like, you know what, guys, this is so good. Let's just keep going for a little bit. And then I'll just lay there for like another five minutes or so. I'd be like, right, who wants to play Mafia? Which is a a playground game, if you're familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. well. Well, yeah, it's because the level system in drama was literally like play drama games. So I would just make them play it and give them the levels. If my understanding is correct, you guys put a talent show on every week? Yeah, we do. Um, Did you have kids then from drama wanting to do drama skits or like monologues or little things for the talent show? Um. No, not particularly. It used to be a level requirement of, like, the highest level. But the issue Mm. with that was that kids going for their green level, the talent show would then be, like, an extra 30 minutes to an hour because it was the same with drama and martial arts. They had to do a demonstration in the talent show. Yeah. But I would get a lot of kids 
who would, you know, they'd be like, how do I get over stage fright? I want to sing in the talent show. And then I would just say, oh, you know, well, how about we just practice together now? And they'd just freeze up and I'd be like, oh, it's bad, isn't it? And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'd just have to help kids with that. And then um, a lot of the team, I mean, I'd also just let a lot of like, the team campers and stuff hang out because they explained to me, they said like, oh, Joe, you know, camp is the only time we get to spend together. Can we just like come and hang out in the air conditioning? Because when they're at like arts and crafts, they're expected to arts and crafts, you know, yeah. if they're at the tower, they're expected to climb. And I was just like, yeah, man, just chill out. And then I would chill out as well. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you get the kids who they enjoy. I mean, I would do the drama circle with absolutely everybody. That was mandatory. Yeah. Uh, but I get a lot of the kids who enjoy the sort of like flamboyantness and then would ask me to like perform in the talent show with them something silly. And then I would. <laughs> do, you, do you have any sort of like, I guess, skit or memory that stands out of you participating in the talent show with campers then? Uh, there was one week, it was a group of like young teenage girls, they're probably like 13 or something. Yeah. They came to drama. It was on like Thursday, so it was the day before the talent show. It was the first time they showed up. And they wanted us to do a performance to Jacob Sartorius's sweatshirt because they all had hoodies, right? And so did I. So then we created like a choreography to it. And then the next day for the talent show, they wanted me to introduce it and say that we've been working on it all week. And then I did, and they got embarrassed by it. They're like, no, we haven't been doing it all week. We haven't. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we then went on to perform Jacob Sartorius's sweatshirt. I remember it's like, you can wear my sweatshirt. And we'd just like puff it out and like this, all that. And there was like an instrumental break where we'd all do like an individual dance and stuff. It was... I don't think there's anything more camp than performing <laughs> Jacob Zatorius's sweatshirt. <laughs> I came up with the most perfect like talent show skit for myself the other week, like last summer. It was um, I called it <laughs> international left or right. So you know how Quix bars they have left Wix, right Wix. I basically would do a mentalism act, a magic trick, where I would get a blindfold. I get a wizard hat, and I'd have like the individually wrapped ones that say left or right on it. I get somebody to like call the kids up and be like, choose one, choose one, and then they would give it to me, and I would announce if it was left or right, and I was always correct. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like obviously it's like a dumb little trick. It's the same premise as black magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they just give me a code word, and I just go, oh yeah, uh, it's this. But I got. Like other counselors coming up to me afterwards, they're like, "Joe, how did you do that?" <laughs> I love that because I, I think that's the perfect type of like camp magic, you know. Yeah. Um, being able to tell the difference. Like, were you eating them? Yeah, I was eating them. <laughs> yeah, being able to tell the difference between a left and a right Twix. <laughs> yeah. So good. I mean, Pete, did you ever see any particularly good talent shows? I think my favourite talent show performance that I've ever seen, I might have mentioned it before, was uh, we had a kid come up on stage and his talent was uh, eating paper. <laughs> yeah. And, and he had an A4 sheet of paper and he just started nibbling it on the corner. And so the, the person who was on the microphone leading the talent show was like, um, okay, uh, 
we're going to carry on with our next act. And this kid just stood at the side of the stage, <laughs> like absolute legend, uh, just nibbling very slowly on this A4 sheet of paper. He got it <laughs> just done. little bit by little bit. Yeah. Got the job done. Done uh, who? <laughs> so good. Were there talent shows at your camp? Yeah, there were um, at the end of each session. So at the end of the first four weeks and then the latter four weeks as well, there was one. I think the thing is separate from the talent show, they would put on a stage production at my camp at the end of each session. So they were their own separate thing. Um, But I was always pretty impressed with the kids' ability to sort of nail an entire stage production in four weeks. I mean, they usually cut out a lot of scenes and things to make it shorter and run smoother. But yeah, it was always still quite impressive. Yeah. I think the most impressive talent show act I saw was last summer. So usually we're in an amphitheater, right? We've got like an outdoors area. But when there's bad weather, whether it's rain or hot, we're like inside the dining hall. Uh, and that's fine, but when you're in there all day, because it would be straight after dinner, so we'd have dinner, and we'd just go straight into the talent show within the dining hall, because uh, it was raining outside, and it just gets so hot and cramped, and as a counsellor, you're tired. So, um, I remember I was sat at the back, I was nearly asleep, but then this one kid gets up, and his talent, again, he's a small kid, he's trying to drink an entire like big pitcher of water, like in one and he was there and he was like glugging and glugging and glugging and I've never seen it more hype and he started like slowing down and the people who were on the mics were saying like going up to him like you don't have to do this you don't have to keep going he just just, I'm going I'm going and he was like I'm just like yeah nearly spewed it all but that was exciting (laughs) I think one of the most I'd say the most disastrous talent show I've ever seen. (laughs) It was my camper as well. It was my first week back in 2018, because I didn't get out there uh, until partway through. Uh, He wanted to sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow with, like, a ukulele. But when he got on stage, the ukulele wasn't tuned. And he couldn't tune it. And he's, like, 10 or 11, and he sat there. And he, he just started crying. And me and my co-counselor no. were just, like, fighting back the tears. Because as awful as it was, it's just so... Like watching a train wreck in slow motion, you know? Yeah. No, that's so rough for that poor kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you have a favourite game that you like to play with campers? And then second, do you have a favourite genre or style of uh, drama or acting which you like to do with the kids whether that's you know more serious or more comedic or i mean i would definitely say i'm on the more comedic end of things i'm a silly dude again yeah. i didn't do well in drama at school i failed like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah um in terms of the games just generally like i would Whatever they could, like, run themselves, which is why I'd let them play things like Mafia and stuff. Because uh, it's not to say I would shirk the responsibility, but, like, it's a lot easier when you're not organising it. And they were always hyped. That's what they were always begging for, you know? 
A lot of the times, though, they were just asked to just do more drama circles. It was in 2019. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think there is an absolute art at camp, though, to avoiding responsibilities. If you, can. I mean, yeah, yeah like, but for as I'm much going back, so I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. But, like, for as much responsibility as there is, there is yeah. definitely an art to being able to be... Um, yeah, but to, the thing yeah. is, like, a lot of count, like the kids, they would then be like, oh, Joe's a laid-back counsellor. Like, we can go and, like, hang out in air conditioning. And I was actually encouraged by, like, the directors of camp. Like, if they want to come and just chill in air conditioning, like, let them. And I was like... A-okay with me. But then, you know, you get the kids who like to come and play some games, because some, like, the kids didn't want to do the levels, but I'd be like, okay, we'll just go do whatever, hang out, play games, and they'll do that. And I'd work on the levels with the kids that did want to work on them. But I'd also get, like, the kids who, like, you know, because kids have, like, counsellors they like, and they'll just come to hang out with the counsellor. So then I'd, like, hang out with them, do some levels, and then I'd just run between all of these groups. And that's the thing, because supervision-wise, right, you're meant to have, like, one counsellor to ten kids. So we'd have to radio in and say, like, oh, I've got, like, a lot of kids. I was getting consistently, like, 30 or more kids coming to drama. Uh, so I would always radio in saying, like, oh, I've got so many kids. And the land bosses at the time would say, you're in one room, you'll be fine. But then other admin would show up and be like, Joe, you need another counsellor. And I would say, I know... And, like, the uh, the <laughs> admin would then start arguing over the radio, saying, like, there needs to be more kids in drama. I've now got to supervise. And they're like, but we can't spare other, like, counsellors. Uh, and I'm just trying to, like, run my activity. <laughs> and so what is the m- most number of kids you uh, ever managed to get to come to drama? Right. Well, I mean, do you already know the answer to this one, Pete? Uh, it is a bit of a leading question. I, I have a good idea, but I want Dante to hear yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So it was in the final week of my like last summer. Oh, sorry, my first summer. 2017. I'd been slowly cultivating this drama. Joe, like initially in the early weeks, I was having to tell kids, drama is at camp. It runs session two. It runs session five. And I'd, just, I'd be lucky to get a few. Yeah, but then as I said, like once I got the ball rolling with these drama circles and stuff, I started getting way more. Uh, so I remember because it was like Monday. It had been like a hot, muggy week. It was just like bad weather, so like a lot of kids came to drama because they're like, "Yeah, we're just trying to get in the air conditioning." I was like, "Cool." And the next day, like thirty, forty show up, and I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Yeah. And then on Wednesdays, drama didn't run because it was house day and you couldn't make it a house, like, game. Uh, so then I was telling them, hey, come back on Thursday. About 50 kids came on Thursday and I wasn't even, like, encouraging it at this point. So I was like, I'm just trying to chill. It's week 10. You know the vibes. <laughs> but when I saw that amount of kids, I was like, okay, we can make something happen here. So I said to him, I was like, I'm pretty sure we got one from every cabin. Make your cabin come to drama. I was literally... <laughs> it was during rest period. I was running to all of the cabins, knocking. I was like, come to drama tomorrow. Come to drama. Because it's max cap as well. So there'll yeah. be half the kids on camp. Because usually there's about 300. Uh, because camp's like shutting down, they've only got half the kids. So that meant all of the kids were out on land activities at once. Yep. So and I was telling every counsellor, I was like, send your kids to drama. Uh, so... I got 
about it was 118 specifically i counted kids at <laughs> what drama the fuck i had to do it outside <laughs> on the field uh and i did my drama circle i did some soundscapes with them and then i just broke them off into groups of like 10 to 20 and just made them perform skits about camp and uh all the while like all the admin were riding by like what is going on like there were a few kids who were like really stubbornly like at other activities like I don't want to go to drama, but then the counselors were like, "Nah, nah, you're going to drama," and they would just like take them. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy though. A hundred and eighteen yeah. kids. Did you do? And you did a drama circle with them. They're all sitting around. Yeah, just vibing. And then it was, and that's the thing, right? Because people are like, "Joe, how are you getting so many kids in drama? And why are they always coming back like?" cheering about you and stuff like because we would make drama cheers right uh, and they were just silly it'd be like drama what is your profession to be or not to be and stuff like that i was getting kids excited about the activity uh but then kids would start making cheers about me and there was one and it was like who's an icon joe who's an icon joe and they would just do that progressively <laughs> louder and louder and other counsellors thought that I was creating these cheers and making the kids <laughs> do them. <laughs> so people would always be like, Joe, you, you, you're just putting the kids up to it. I'm like, I swear I'm not, man. Like, they just love the drama circles. And it wasn't until it was 2019, I feel like I got vindicated. Because it was another one of those, like, rainy days. So we were in, like, Locker, which is where we have the um, drama room. And it was, like, all the oldest kids. Uh, and I'd been doing a lot of drama with them already. So we were playing, like, The Greatest Game and stuff like that, Pete. You remember it? Or what was it? Like, Dutch what? Auction as well? Of my head. Was, like, the other name? Well, you, they'd just, like, mm. like, you'd just bring a bunch of random items and then they'd list a category and then, like, you'd have to, like, race to give it to, like, the person. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I'm with you. So we're just playing a lot of games like that. But then everybody starts getting a bit bored and tired. So all of the kids start coming up to me and they're like, Joe, you should do a drama circle. You should do a drama circle. Ask the admin if you can do a drama circle. And I said to him, I was like, it's very like, you know, if I ask, they'll say no. But if you ask. Yeah. <laughs> so then they went up to the admin that were overseeing it. And they said like, and they came up to me, they're like, Joe, the kids are asking to do something called like a drama circle. And I was like, oh, yes, Absolutely. And by now, because again, there were a lot of us in there. The room was quite small. The weather had died down a bit. So I was like, we're going to have to do it outside though. So I take them outside. And again, I just go through the whole spiel of like, what's good drama, what's bad drama. And I'd already been having these kids. So there was that like back and forth, all of that banter that had been there. And I did the drama circle. And after that, all the counselors and all the admin that were there came up to me and they said, you know, Joe, I didn't understand it before. But now I do. You just had a hundred or so like teenagers hanging on your every word. And I was like, see, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the best though. I think that, you know, when you can kind of make camp fun, particularly for teen campers who are sort of have been doing it for years, I think there's a real art to that. Yeah. And as well, like I mean again, I think it's also important because like as well, like camp, you want like role models and you just want kids to like have healthy outlets. I mean, again, like I was talking about cultivating, uh, sorry, cultivating character and encouraging expression and community and stuff. And 
yeah, you get some nice bonds. It was this summer as well. I came back, obviously, 2022, sorry. So my last one was 2019. I was now working with, like, those teen campers and stuff. They're now my co-workers. So I'd be going to their houses and stuff, and even their parents were like, oh, Drama Joe's at my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was known by the parents as Drama Joe. And then, like, the younger kids, who are now, like, the teenagers, they were always like, oh, my God, Drama Joe is back. And I wasn't even working drama. I was working the high ropes. So even all the new mm. counsellors were calling me Drama Joe. Like, everybody knew at camp. I think on the uh, Venn diagram of summer camp counsellor and cult leader, there's there's definitely an overlap there. <laughs> there was a brief period where... The kids, a good job for that. They they called they did this thing called Joeism. Uh, and I remember I got back to my cabin one night. <laughs> it was after the ice cream social. My boys in that cabin, they were like 12, 13, that sort of age. They had spelled out Joeism on like with glow sticks on my bed and i was like oh okay <laughs> i tell you yeah speechless i was just gonna say um what's what's the draw card for going back this summer joe um like why am i going back yeah well okay so I do love camp, don't get me wrong, it's in my heart and soul. Like, I would do it forever if I could. Yeah. But, uh, again, I did it 2017, 18, 19, and then there was COVID. And after COVID, I just wanted to travel again. And I figured, hey, why don't I go out, have some fun, maybe see some of my old mates, uh, and also just see the kids that are now grown up, because they're now all my uh, co-workers as well, which was super cool. Uh, there's actually a tradition for, like, camp to host like well somebody to host a new year's party in europe somewhere okay and i hosted it in london so i had i mean not many people came out because like i didn't want to host it per se but like it was a tradition i wanted to like keep on going because people yeah. didn't know because of the covid um mm. so yeah i still had like a pretty big group come over to london uh and that was brilliant uh and yeah so, so many people are like, Joe, you have to come back. You have to come back. It's one of those things where um, I went back last summer as well, especially because two people in particular messaged me saying, if you go back, I'll come back. And it's one of those deals, you know, like a blood pact almost. And then uh, I just, yeah, because I mean, I graduated 2021 as well. Okay. So I was like, I don't want to use my brain for a bit. Don't want to get into anything too serious. want to travel. So I worked just, like, briefly, doing, like, part-time, just so I could save up some money and then leave, like, low commitment, get out. And the past year, oh, I've had a busy one. And I finally got my new fancy smashy job. I am head of corporate at the Law Chronicle, which is a financial legal regulation compliance service. So shout out that if you're an Australian <laughs> company. <laughs> If you're if you're a company and you're seeking to do business in the UK, financial business, and you want to uh, abide by our regulations, you know who to call. Just ask for drama, Joe. Precisely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but by the time I've landed this, I'd already signed up to go to camp. So I've spent like literally this past week doing like the onboarding and training, and then I'm leaving for like a month and a half, and then I'm coming back and like properly getting started. So, um, yeah, they 
were willing to honor that contract, uh, which was brilliant. I did yeah, want to cool. go out for longer because I was also going out for a wedding, and I figured if I go out for the wedding, I might as well stay. But they had overhired, so they said there's no space for you. So I was like, oh. So I just flew home, got jet lagged really badly, and I'm about to go do it again. <laughs> Did you ever have like a a special someone at camp? I'm not particularly like too flingy in that sense. Like I don't know, it's just not too much of a mess. Because like I dated all through high school, right? So by the time my first summer rolled around, because I just wasn't looking for anything, because I was like, there's nothing I want, because everything's too immature. And then by the time I got to uni, studying geology, I was doing all the field trips that come along with that. And then I was doing camp. Like, I didn't have time for something at home, let alone, like, out in the summer. So I just wasn't really thinking of it. Um, And, yeah, and then COVID hit, and I came out for camp, and everybody was just so young, so I was like, uh, That's valid. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh I would say <laughs> uh because I, I was with the older boys all summer, a lot of them they would like some of the pretty girl counselors as well. And they would see me talking with them and they'd be like, Double you riz, Joe, double you riz. <laughs> uh <laughs> I remember because I I was flirty, I'm a flirty dude, but um yeah, there was this one time it was in the uh well not the talent show, we did like a music festival EP where, like, basically counselors and cabins would just, like, put on performances and stuff. I was dancing with one of the girls, uh, one of the other counselors, I'll specify, uh, and we were doing, like, you know the end scene of Dirty Dancing when they're dancing to, like, I've had the time of my life? Know it well, yep. Yeah, okay, but we did it, like, well, I was dressed as a woman and she was dressed as a man. So she naturally, was Patrick Swayze. At... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at the end of it, obviously, there's the lift, yeah? Yep. Yeah, so bearing in mind this girl, she was like five foot two, three, she's a short girl. And I come running at her <laughs> and I jump and I just knock her flying. <laughs> and one of my boys, who, you know, like I said, they would always have crushes, just from the back of the audience, you just hear him scream, You knocked her down, you asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. I could just, I could just see it now. The music in the background. I had the time of my life, and there's you just <laughs> yeah, just into it. Hmm. The only time I've ever tried that with someone, uh, I, I wasn't the woman in this case. Uh, went to lift them up, and um, accidentally grabbed their dress at the same time, and then just flashed their butt to them. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, in the no. Place. Yeah. Real awkward. Uh, this happened at camp, but um, luckily it was on the weekend and no kids were Oh, there, brilliant. So. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do, when I'd run the environmental activity at camp, I would, um, yeah, just talk the kids' ears off about rocks. I'd get in real deep depth about, like, how the un like universe formed, the earth, all this or that. And since we were on the... um. Well, the bay. I tell them all about the formation of the bay and everything. And then uh, I also got to do the expedition camp and hike through the Appalachians. So I was talking all about the orogenic processes and weathering and this or that. But uh, out are we still in a thick country accent? Sorry, I was burping. Out are we still in a thick country accent? Because our kids were making fun of my accent this summer. They'd be saying, say bottle of water, bottle of water. 
But I'm saying, no, 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 I enunciate. I say bottle of water. Whereas you Americans, you say bottle of water. And then they'd be like, oh, Joe, can you do like a New York accent? I, and I'd say, I also say bottle of water, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd say like, oh, Joe. I would, I, I, I would get a lot Tuesday. of the time. One of the it's big ones Tuesday, this is scoreboard, you know, because like America beat England. So I'd walk into a cabin and the kids would go, scoreboard, scoreboard. Mm. So then um, I don't even remember what it was. It was like Vietnamese. It's like Bandiem. And it's like scoring table or something like that. <laughs> bang the M, bang the M. And I'd be like, well, they'd be like, what's that? I'm like, scoreboard in Vietnamese, you know? Like, yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then the kids would be like, oh, can you do like a New York accent? Can you do a Boston accent? I'd, be, <laughs> I'd just say, what do you mean? Oh, y'all Americans sound like this. I got one of those like, don't tread on me hats as well. So I'd walk around go like, don't tread on me. <laughs> and also, like, um, Dutton Ranch. That was a big thing this summer. So, it'd be like, I'm from Dutton Ranch. I'm just a ranch hand. Like, just. Let me tell y'all yeah, about I mean, I don't even know, Freeze just... Thaw. Yeah, the Brits had it hard this summer. And there weren't that many of us still. Because uh, in previous summers, like I said, with the hiring fairs, you get tons of Scots, tons of um, Brits. But no, this time it was like a, a lot more people from South America, like Mexico and down, uh, which was interesting. Yeah. Quite a multicultural thing. Hey, hey, Pete, I have a question for you. What's that over there? Is that, uh, is that wisdom that I see? <laughs> the wisdom, wisdom zone. zone. The wisdom zone. When you're holding a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Mm. Wow. How does, that, uh, how does that hit you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Guys, welcome Owen Wilson to the podcast. Did you use a hammer on my nose? <laughs> I'm feeling stuffy. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> <laughs> I like your <laughs> wisdom, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> It's the hammer that says bad motherfucker. Oh, I mean, I guess Go I was into that bag, swearing, wasn't I? Get the hammer that says bad motherfucker. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Joe. It's been really nice to get to know you and have this conversation. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, and thank you, Pete, for letting me sub in as Nick today. Oh, thank you for subbing in as Nick. It's uh, so it's always nice to hear someone talk passionately about the things they love and. I think uh, it's clear that Joe loves drama, but good drama, not bad drama. Absolutely. Yeah. Good drama. I'll leave the bad drama at the door. That's maintenance's problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, actually, I guess oh, I'm segueing now. It was at the end. It was week 10. It was always like a special thing for the week 10 kids. We'd absorb it all, right? We'd absorb all that bad drama. We'd start at the feet. And work our way up, and it wouldn't even stop in the knees because there's just too much. And you just bring it up to your head, and then we just scream and scream and scream. Like um, like in Dragon Ball yeah. Z, like lend me your energy, but yeah, essentially, yeah, we would just reabsorb all of the bad drama. It's bad like... drama level. It's over nine thousand. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you've space. you've plugged the company you work for. Is there anything you uh want to give a shout out while you're here? You got a plan? Um, 
nothing else going on there. Shout out Pete. Shout out Dante. Shout out Nick, even though he's not here. Did you guys work together? Did you work with old Nicholas Kilt? Yeah. So in my first summer, like Nick, he was um, he was a counselor, and then I mean I don't know if he's still recording, but the two, well, the boys had got fired, so then uh, the the boys' chief got moved up, and then Nick got his position, and uh, honestly, yeah. Glad he did. Oh, I was about to go, and he, he was terrible at it, wasn't he? <laughs> no, no, he was so good. Okay, because I'd say, because I got paired with Pete week four, right? And I thought it was because I thought everybody thought I was doing a really terrible job. And I was like, they put me with, like, the old boy's head. Like, they really think I need help here. <laughs> uh, and I remember I was talking to Nick at the end of the summer about it, and he said, no. Joe, we thought you were doing really well. That was supposed to be a really challenging cabin. Yeah, I just thought they were trying to like get me up to snuff, and then they're like, "Oh no, Joe, we thought you were doing amazing." It's always good. Yeah, always good to get that feedback. Good time. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a guy at camp this summer now, and I spoke to him a little bit, who works with Nick back in Australia at the uh, what is it, the paddleboarding right? Yeah. Oh no, no fucking way. So yeah, yeah, it's Cooper. Cooper, yeah, yeah, I chatted to him a little bit. He seems well cool. Yeah, I worked with Cooper as well. Yeah, yeah, so he's now at camp, and I chatted to him, and I was saying, oh, no way, you know Nick, because Nick was only there in 2017 for me. Yeah, no, he's he's a good dude. Yeah, shout out out to Cooper. Shout out, Cooper, Yeah. yeah. He listens to the pod as well. Oh, sweet, oh. Hopefully he hears yeah. this then, depending on how much he edits. Yeah, down. I mean, uh, this this will probably get cut if I'm being a hundred real, but still, shout out to Cooper. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. I've uh, I've got a little shout out if you don't mind before we um before we close out here. Yeah, as soon as you're done with this episode, hit the search bar on whatever app you're listening to, Spotify, iTunes. Type in Wit Porter. That's a uh, Wit with two T's and some absolute bangers on there. I'll tell you. Oh, Gravity. Yeah. Gravity is my personal favourite, I reckon. I reckon it's an alright song. Goes okay. Dante's got a few songs on Spotify, Joe. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, Whit yeah. Porter. No, I appreciate that. Whit Porter. How do I spell that? Sorry, I wasn't listening. No, nah, you're all good. Like, w. What? <laughs> w I double T. And then just Porter. W I W T. No, double T. Oh, double T. P O R. I see. Porter. I see. I barely even know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm following you now. <laughs> oh, cheers, Joe. Hey, the plug's already worked. What music do you make? Bangers. So if you enjoy that and want to hear more, uh, follow us on Instagram, this one time at Summer Camp Pod. Or you can uh, send us an email if you've got a story that you want to share. This one time at summercamppod at gmail.com. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.